It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. Well, Rich is getting even closer to Christmas. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Are you getting in the Christmas mood? I think so. (laughs) Well, I think I'm starting to. Uh, You know what, folks? My... My wife, Shirley, she's been making all the Christmas cards and trying to get them all addressed and get them mailed and get them in the mail so all of our friends and relatives uh, know that we care about them on Christmas, but there's a lot of work. And she's working, working, working to get the Christmas cards addressed and get them in the mail. But now here's something. What about, folks, turn your mind and turn your heart toward the meaning of Christmas, are you sending a Christmas card to Jesus? Listen to this. Well, here it is Christmas time again, Lord. Folks are doing their usual rushing about, making preparations for family feasting and exchanging of gifts. As I watch this routine every year, I'm made to wonder if very many people stop to think anymore what they're actually supposed to be celebrating. Seems many have forgotten that first Christmas so long ago when you came to our world and brought your gifts of love and mercy. Apparently some have lost sight of the life that you gave to pay for our sins that we might be reconciled to your Father. Seems a shame, Lord, that in our rush to complete the gift lists and prepare so many good things to eat, we're prone to just leave you out. How short-sighted of us to allow the central figure of our celebration, you, Lord, to be shoved into the background. We're such silly characters, we humans, taking ourselves so seriously, acting as though our present lives were so important, putting our energies into such meaningless activity. You'd think by now we'd have learned, Lord, that the really important part of this life is how we relate to you and how we serve you. Can you forgive us? As we flutter through this Christmas season, will you help us to be aware of the things that really matter, like peace, love, and goodwill? And make us mindful of your blessed presence, dear Lord, which puts Christmas in our hearts through every day of the year. Every day of the year. Yeah, every day, every day of the year. Uh, Christmas is every day of the year. Did you ever think, Rich, that Bot Radio Network is the Christmas network? That's right. <laughs> we broadcast the message of Christmas every day of the year. That's right. Jesus came to save. Well, one of the things that we're going to do is have a family, some friends of ours, with their children and their grandchildren. They're going to come over and uh, and sing some beautiful Christmas music for us. And Rich, you and your wife, Faye, and other friends will be there to hear it and enjoy it with us. Like old-fashioned Christmas caroling. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, Shirley said, uh, well, if we're going to do that now, I have to have the piano tuned. I said, well, the piano's all right. Well, she said it hadn't been tuned for a year or maybe even a little longer. And I'm not going to have those folks come if the piano is not tuned up. And so she she got a piano tuner to come. And he was just a delight. Made a new friend. Man, oh, yeah, he was my new best friend. So anyway, uh, I started asking him questions. And he was talking to me as he was busy doing his work and and he found that piano was out of tune 
certain parts of it out of tune more than others. But it wouldn't be proper if it wasn't all tuned and in harmony. And in harmony, isn't that something, folks? Is your family in harmony? Are you living in harmony? Because when he showed me the various keys that were just way out of tune, I thought, man, that wouldn't make very good music, that's for sure. And it's tuned to a standard. Yes, it is good for you, Rich. It's tuned to the standard. And he had his, what do you call that, bar? Like a tuning fork. Like a tuning fork. And that's like the Bible is and, to living the Christian I, and life. And I think his was even electronic. He had quite a few things to make it right. So I told him about a song that we have in our archives that I'll probably use this week. And the song is about kind of an old crony guy. And uh, he was taking lessons, piano lessons from his mother. And he wasn't interested and he didn't care about it. He just wanted to go outside and play so on and so forth. And then he got to thinking about it later on and trying to remember what his mother had taught him about the scales on the piano and how important it is to get it not only in tune and in harmony, but also to take time to put in the pauses Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. Listen to this. My mama told me something when I was growing up that has forever changed my life. She played the piano at our little church at 3rd and Pine Street for 37 years. She tried to teach me to play the piano, <laughs> but I wasn't very good. She would teach me the names of the notes, what a major key is, what a minor key is. She tried to teach me musical theory, but I was just bored. Then, one day, she told me that the best news in the world is found by playing a simple scale on the piano. I had no idea what she meant, so she told me to play an eight-note scale. So I did. I said, how is that good news? And she said I played it incorrectly and that I needed to play it the other way. So I did. Again, I said, how is that good news? And she said, I played it the right way, but I needed to add the pauses. The pauses? She said, the pauses. Add them on the first, second, fourth, sixth, seventh, and last note. Now, I was frustrated and said, how can eight notes with random pauses be the best news in the world? Then I got up, walked away, and went outside. Frankly, I didn't care what she was talking about. I didn't like playing the piano anyway. Well, years later, my mama got sick and passed away. As I was thinking about her, I remembered what she told me about the piano. Not only that, I still remember the notes she told me to pause. The first, second, fourth, sixth, seventh, and last note. So I sat down at her piano and played the scale with the pauses. 
that's when I realized the good news she was talking about. Huh. Oh, listen, folks. While you're running around and uh, shopping and trying to do all of the preparation for Christmas, put in the pauses. Put in the pauses. And then it'll have meaning. And remember, joy to the world, the Lord is come. Yes. Well, anyway, as I was talking to the piano tuner, um, I was very fascinated. I like to talk to people, find out how they happen to be who they are and how they learn to do what they do. Anyway, I said, did you get your music from your mother then? And he said, no. He said, my music interest and everything else really came from my father's side. I said, isn't that interesting? I said, I have another song uh, in our archives that I might use then before Christmas on the radio, on the complete story. How, how, the, how the Christ child had two sides. On his mother's side, he was to live among us and be of us. But then there was the father's side. Listen to this. Conversation went like this. What's your name, son? On my mother's side, my name is Jesus. But on my father's side, they call me Emmanuel. How old are you? On my mother's side, now I'm 12 years. But on I've just always been Where are you from? On my mother's side I'm from Bethlehem But on my father's side It's New Jerusalem What's your plan? On my mother's side In three days I'll arise And I'll sit at my father's side He was the son of God the Son of Man And I can't help but wonder How Joseph must have felt Through an open door that day He heard his son reply He said, you see, I'm the King of Kings That's on my Father's side What's your name, son? On my 
It's New Jerusalem. What's your plan? On my mother's side, I'll be crucified. But on my father's side, in three days I'll arise. And I'll sit at my father's side. Isn't that, isn't that beautiful, Rich? Isn't that beautiful to just drink that in? That's Christmas right up through Easter. The meaning of it? Yes. You know, uh, in our generation, and there have always been those people who could really communicate to the crowds, to the large audience in every generation. You know, but then in our generation, it was Billy Graham, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. It was Billy Graham. It was Billy Graham, and he was a preacher. And I'll tell you, he could really, really tell it like it is. But you know, truth does not go away just because the person who spoke it, uh, their body died. Truth is truth, and it goes on and on, like God's Um, Word. The Word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, when Billy Graham was a young man, man alive, this goes back a long time. He spoke about Christmas because even then people would get distracted. People would get unsure of what it was all about. They just knew it was a hubbub and a lot of parties and a lot of get-togethers, so on and so forth. But when Billy Graham was a young man, this is what he said. Listen to this, folks. It'll bless your heart. During the last few days, I've visited a great many American cities. I visited New York and Minneapolis and Chicago and Atlanta and Columbia, South Carolina and various cities. And I've watched the crowds as they've come and gone in the department stores and in the five and ten stores. And as they've been buying and giving of presents. And somehow I felt that Christmas was different this year. I didn't see the same old merrymaking and the same old thrills and joys that I've seen in other times. Oh, some laughs and some kidding and some joking, but there seems to be a new tenseness this year. There seems to be almost a shadow across everyone's face. Fear and bewilderment and uncertainty and an instability in society. Everyone is seeming to say to themselves, I wonder if this is the last Christmas. I wonder if we'll ever have another Christmas just like this. I wonder where we'll be next Christmas. Well, I'm glad to be home this Christmas. I'm glad to have the privilege of sitting in my study and thinking about the real meaning of Christmas. I hope you're home this year. I hope you're going to be able to be with your family and sit down and have a little time to meditate and stop out of all the noise and business of the world and 
find out exactly the real meaning of Christmas. I think it's time that we American people stop in our mad rush at going nowhere and give some serious thought about some serious things. Because whether we realize it or not, our homes, our churches, our families, our schools, our freedoms, everything we have at the moment is at stake. And I believe that Christmas is the best time in the world to think about these things. You know, a thing that sort of bothered me this year is I looked at the stores and saw the displays in the mad pre-Christmas rush was the commercialization of Christmas. That's always bothered me. Ever since I was a kid, I couldn't understand why everybody was making money and we put such a materialistic emphasis on Christmas when Christmas was actually the birthday of Jesus Christ. A lot of people have forgotten that. A lady said the other day, I read an Associated Press dispatch, that she thought the church was trying to horn in on Christmas too much. Well, Christmas has to do with the church because the church represents Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the one whose birthday we're celebrating. Maybe you didn't know that, but it's true. That's the reason we have Christmas, is because of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came to earth to die for the sins of mankind. Of course, we put a lot of emphasis on the birth of Jesus Christ, but actually, Jesus didn't come to be born. Jesus came to die. From the moment that Jesus came, Jesus came to die. There was a shadow of a cross across his path from the very moment that he came to this earth. But ladies and gentlemen, we've commercialized Christmas. We've put it on a materialistic basis, and we've forgotten that it's the birthday of Jesus Christ. I want to remind you tonight, and if no one else tells you, and if there's no other reminder, I want you to remember this program that there was one fella that looked right into your home and told you that this is the birthday of Jesus Christ. I hope you'll remember that. Because long ago, hundreds and thousands of years ago, Jesus Christ, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, and Prince of Princes, the one that flung worlds out into space from flaming fingertips, this Jesus, this Christ, looked out over the battlements of heaven. He saw worlds swinging out into space, lost and doomed and damned, its people wandering as an erotic star that could not find their way. The people of this earth with inner conflicts and troubles and wars and crime and difficulties fighting it out generation after generation. And Jesus said, I'm going to save that world. I'm going to bring peace to that world and peace to those people. And so Jesus got in his jewel chariot. He traveled across the highways of heaven, through the pearly gates, through the eastern gates, down across the steep of the skies. And while the morning stars sang together, while the angels chanted their praises, and while wandering worlds bowed in adulation of him, he handed the reins to Gabriel, and he said, Gabriel and Michael, I'll be back, and when I come back, I'll bring a ransomed world on my shoulders, and Jesus Christ, Lord of Lords and King of Kings, the creator of the universe, came to earth to be born of woman, in order that he might feel and walk with us, in order that he might die and suffer in our place, in order that he might bring peace and joy and rest and happiness to the hearts of millions of men and women of all ages and all generations. But you know, there was no room for Jesus. When he came, the scripture says, there was no room for him in the inn. The innkeeper could find no room. The palaces of the rulers could find no room. The international leaders could find no room. 
The national leaders could find no room. The hearts and lives of people could find no room. So Jesus Christ was born in a stable. They put him out in an outhouse, out with the animals, in the straw. And in a little manger, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, King of kings and Lord of lords, was born. Ladies and gentlemen, there is still no room for Jesus Christ. We haven't found room for him in international politics. We sit down and we try to find some solution and bring about a world peace and have an international holy land, and we can't find it. And we haven't been able to solve our international problems. You know why? I'll tell you. The reason we haven't is because we have refused to invite the Prince of Peace to our peace tables. And I want to tell you something. There is never going to be world peace. Mark it down in your little notebook and never forget it. There is never going to be world peace till the Prince of Peace is invited to the peace table and asked to dictate the peace. Jesus Christ came to the world and in his famous Sermon on the Mount, he gave us the program for world peace. We rejected that program and every age and every generation has rejected it. Somebody said to me the other day, they said Christianity has failed. The church has failed. Don't you believe it? The church has never failed. Christianity has never failed. Christianity has never been applied. The church has never been accepted. Its program has never been accepted to the world at large. The church hasn't failed. Christ hasn't failed. He's still the Prince of Peace, able to bring peace to this world if this world would turn to him and ask him for his program and then accept his program for peace. We've never been able to bring peace here in America. Racial peace. Labor and management peace. We've had more strikes and labor problems in the last few months than probably any time before in the last two or three years. We've had all sorts of racial troubles this year. I want to tell you that Jesus Christ can bring peace on the home front. And you have problems. Don't kid me. You have problems. Down underneath all your wealth and your laughing and kidding, down underneath all the things this Christmas, there's an aching in your soul. There's trouble. There's difficulty. There's inward conflict and inward frustrations. You're looking for peace and happiness. I want to tell you, you'll never find it till you come and accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Isabor Duncan was the great ballet dancer. She danced before the millions of Europe. She danced before the crown heads of Europe. She's, her name was on everybody's lips. And Isabor Duncan was considered an immoral woman. She was never married, but she had several illegitimate children, so we're told. And Isabor Duncan once said before she was killed in an automobile accident, she said, there is never a time when I'm alone, but what my hands do not twitch, and my eyes fill with tears, and there's an ache in my heart for something that I've never found. H.G. Wells, one of the most brilliant men of the past generation, said on his 65th birthday, I'm 65, and I've never found peace. I was in Hollywood a few days ago, and a famous producer told me, he said, all of my life I've made money. All of my life I've been a big shot. And he said, everybody thinks that I'm happy. But he said, down deep in my soul, I'm searching and longing for peace that I've never found. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. He can bring peace to your home, peace to your heart, if you let him come in. You say, well, Billy, what do I have to do? 
What do I have to do to get this Jesus? What do I have to do to have peace in my heart? All you have to do is to let Christ into your heart. Open your heart's door. Not only let the Christmas spirit in, but let Christ in. The Christ of Christmas. The person of Christ. The one that died for you. The one that rose again and lives today. The one that is coming back. Let him in your heart. Let him be master and lord of your life. Okay, well, there it is, Rich. There and that's our prayer you for each what? listener. Now, we're running out of time again, but I want yes. our listeners to have a chance to speak. Let's right, well, let me give the listener comment line number 1-800-345-2621. Let's hear this lady. I just want to thank you so much for not compromising on God's Word. I also appreciate so many of your programs, like Wall Builders, Family Life, Focus on the Family, Tony Perkins, uh, Washington Watch. I just appreciate you right here in the Rapid City area. Here's a man. My name is Kevin. I'm calling from Memphis, Tennessee. I just want to say that I really enjoy Brock Radio Network. I enjoy listening to all the good Christian programs on the air. And I really want to thank you for everything you do, and God bless you. Uh, God bless you, sir. Here's a lady. Bot Radio Network has been such a blessing to my life and to the lives of those that I meet. And it is usually the only station that I play and the lessons of the Bible and of life lessons through the sermons are just absolutely priceless. I'm so grateful for Bot Radio Network, and I hope that it helps more and more people as it grows through word of mouth and is on more of the radio stations throughout the world. You know, folks, these uh, listener comments are typed in a transcript, and Rich and I read every one of them, and it's a blessing to us. Here's another one. We thank God for you. We pray for you. Uh, we love listening to all the Bible preachers on the radio. Thank you. God bless you. 60 years of, of God's love. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we have time for one more lady. I just want to say I really am being fed from BRN. I was turned on to it over 10 years ago, and I have been thoroughly blessed, and I believe my uh, spiritual growth has catapulted from it. And I'm just praying that my husband and I will continue to grow. Uh, we're into 34 years of marriage, and uh, only about the last 10 years or so been uh, seeking the Lord together. So thank you, thank you, thank you, BRN, for all you do. Oh. God bless you. I love that, seeking the Lord together. Listen, we're out of time, Rich. Uh, this is Dick Bott with my son, Rich, with another chapter of Complete Story just before Christmas. Merry Christmas. See you, see you later.